Welcome to episode number 57 of About the Cards podcast live tonight on YouTube. As always, with me, my host, Stefan Loeffler, John Quacks Twins, Ben Wilson Hi. at our trading cards, and I'm Tim Shepler, Big Shep 79 on Twitter. We are a podcast by collectors for collectors. And we hope to bring you a smart and insightful podcast discussing trading card collecting. We're live every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Uh, Pacific, 10 Central on YouTube. Follow us on Twitter at About the Cards. We are available on iTunes, Stitcher, Outcast, or Overcast, uh, and YouTube. <clears throat> Check out our website, aboutthecards.com, or aboutthecards.wordpress.com. We have two special guests tonight, uh, Mike Summer, at the Mike Summer uh, on Twitter, and Bo Three. Thompson at One Million Cubs. Guys, welcome tonight. How are we doing? Doing well. The uh, About the Cards Midwest Bureau reporting for duty. There we go. We're outnumbered tonight, Ben. The West Coast is getting outnumbered. Yeah, but if we go based off of IQ, I mean, let's be serious now. Oh, at least we're not oh. going off height because then you would be last. That's true. I, mean, I wouldn't even be able to see over the keyboard if that was the case. I that's mean, there's true. three of us in the central zone, and uh, Angela's definitely the shortest. I am the shortest. There we go. Well, I almost qualify to be a midget, so that's <laughs> something. Uh, we have a big birthday coming up. Uh, someone's going to be 40. Yeah. Yeah, thank you. It's tomorrow, right? I I got like a couple hours left in my 30s and look at the, the gap spending it with. Spending <laughs> it with. Ben's not actually using the age app. He's actually aging in front of us as we speak. Right. And not well. Um so real quick, we're going to get into the show tonight, but real quick, for, right before we hopped on the show, we were notified former Red Sox uh outfielder uh Pumsy Green passed away today. He was 85. He has the distinction of being the first African-American player to play for the Red Sox in the last pre-expansion Major League club to integrate. Uh, he played for them for three or four years, and he had a year with the Twins. He was also drafted by the Green Bay Packers. So that's a heck of an athlete. That's amazing sure how many players back in the day were, were so gifted. Guys like Winfield, of course, who went for three sports. Uh, it's just kind of... Or you know, Jim Thorpe. You, you just don't see that as much any, anymore other than you know the... Once in a blue moon, like a Kyler Murray, or the oh, flu. Does that hurt? Does that burn a little bit? You guys don't have you lost that draft pick for Kyler Murray? No, because I know he exactly. would out anyway. Well, the thing was, yeah, I mean, look, we just traded for Homer Bailey, a two month rental, a guy whose arm is about to fall off and has an ERA of close to five, and we gave up a former first round pick, thirty third overall. You know, and now now there's rumors that Austin Beck might be on the trade market for for pitching, and it's just like Billy Bean has never seen a first round pick that he likes. So no. the Arizona Cardinals kind of did us a favor. Um, real quick, last week I told you guys about that new service uh, that I found called Replin. Uh, it helps sellers build their personal brand and sell online without high fees because we don't like those fees from eBay, right? It's not it's not as fun when you uh, lose a little bit of your sales when you work hard there. Um, so a lot of people are actually using it for sports and collectible or sports cards and collectibles. And real quick, it's easy to do. If you have PayPal login, you just use that. Uh, you get to customize your profile 
or buyers can pay uh, pay through PayPal via goods and services. And since you're not hooked to a marketplace, you're not paying the marketplace uh, commission. So you can sell anywhere like Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, it's a big, big cool. I like it because I, I can put it on Twitter. Um, you can connect all your social media accounts. It pulls your eBay feedback. Um, and it will all the stuff with it, your reputation shows of what, what you're what you've already built up on other sites. And then you can also build a Replin uh, feedback or reputation score. Uh, so it's pretty cool there. Uh, you know, we've always talked about you want to make sure you're paying goods and services when you're buying online. And so you do have a feed there, but you're taking out paying the the site or whatever you're using to facilitate that. So you get a little bit more money in all of your sales. And they've also uh, recently launched their marketplace, which is a really cool way to browse for items being sold on Twitter and when they've tagged Replin. So I have a profile. You can check it out at, at replin.com slash TBS sports cards with a few things out for sale right now. I have a lot of ultra pro stuff up there. Uh, we have a link on our YouTube channel as well as the video. Uh, it's on our, um, I got to add it to our uh, Twitter handle. But if you want to check it out on your own, head over to the replin.com or you can download their app. App is on iOS or Android. So it's a pretty cool service. I know that uh, Bean was uh, checking that out this week and uh, it's, been, uh, it's been, it's been, it's been neat. I, I haven't put any, I haven't sold anything yet, but it does help because it pops up. And if you tag them, they pops they reply back with your score uh, as a reply, not as a retweet. So it's, I like that. That's better. Yeah. It's a, a good way to help, uh, you know, buyers and sellers not only, uh, communicate, but but have that level of, of trust with one another. So, you know, in this day and age, if we have to question everything, a service like Replin is very good just as a resource for us to kind of ease our mind before we do business with people that we've not worked with before. Yep. So really cool. So we're going to hop in the week that was last week's releases. Uh, Tops Living Week 7, we had the Biggio boys. Craig, card 208, he's, sold, he's the Hall of Fame second baseman, if you don't know. Of uh, the Astros, he sold tw just almost twenty seven hundred cards. His son, uh, Calvin, Calvin, right, Calvin Biggio, um, card two hundred nine for the Blue Jays, sold almost three thousand. So he beat out good old Dad by almost three hundred. Card two ten was Jason Hayward, the outfielder for the Chicago Cubs, and he's dead last now. He's he just sold twenty five seventy three. So he one shy, he, one shy of Pablo Sandoval from the previous week. Uh, check out Outtop's Living Stat for a full breakdown of where these cards fall respectively in the set by team and position. Uh, real quick, guys, uh, it was a good-looking card week, but we've seen the numbers keep falling down the last few weeks, and I don't think it's due to who's in the cards. I think that some big sellers have actually pulled out of of doing the reselling. We I heard uh, some more about Twins Jake just saying he's done with it. It's not really uh, an effective method. So... You know, we see these numbers coming down. Do you think this hit this set can make it through the year? And do you think this is the end of it this year? You know, that, that wouldn't surprise me if, you know, they, they run it through the end of the year and maybe try to do it through spring training. Because I know they got a good bit of a bunch once, good bit of a bump once the season actually started. Um, but it wouldn't surprise me to see that, you know, if trends continue, that they look to cancel it soon. Yeah, you know, somebody had asked. Um, somebody asked on Twitter one time a while back, and I think we had mentioned this uh, about the associated cost of of what Tops is selling it for and what they're profiting, and the fact that people on eBay are cheaper. And you know, and I I had ran the numbers based off I think like a ten thousand per week print run, and minus 
you know, just kind of estimating their costs. Tops is making a lot of money off this. Even if it slips into the six, seven thousand a week, they're still making a ton, I would imagine. Enough for it to be sustainable. And it's not it would be like one of us having a side hustle, right? It's not their main source because they have all of their hobby and retail releases. On demand has probably extremely low overhead outside of the the printing costs and you know shipping costs. I, I think it's going to take a lot for this set to to end. It, I don't think seeing it in the sevens and eights is going to be good enough. So in other words, as long as you still see seven and eight thousand a week, this set's going to be with us for the foreseeable future. Well, it's good because I like it. Don't get me yeah. wrong. I just yeah. I you know the numbers are kind of been concerning. Well, what yeah. one thing, one thing to keep in mind is I went to buy all three of these last week. And I've owned this is only the second set of three that I've bought directly from Tops, and they didn't have them listed. It took them like two hours to get it listed, and then once the three of them populated, you were not allowed to buy the three card bundle right away. So I don't know if any of those delays had anything to do with giving people that. a second thought, maybe you know, out of sight, out of mind. You know, I was getting frustrated to the point where I knew I was going to buy Craig Biggio, I was kind of on the fence with Hayward. And I was like, you know what, screw it, I'll just buy all three of them. I'll do it from tops. And then it's like, well, if I end up having to go to eBay, I'm only buying Craig Biggio and moving on. Right. And, you know, I don't know how long – I know I had to buy it the following day. Um, so, I, it, again, we don't know what, how that affected their, their sales, but I don't think it would have helped at all. Yeah. I think we're pretty safe, even even if we get down into the – till we get down into the, maybe the, the triple-digit range per card. Um, you know, the, the, they just launched the Star Wars set or whatever it is selling, you know, between one and 2000, uh, cards per, per, uh, per card, whatever you the want one that they're doing like characters. Right. And that, yeah. Right. And the tops now stuff. I mean, there's some of the, they're doing WWE tops now stuff. That's like 35 cards. Um, granted that comes out a little more frequently, but you know, the, they're still releasing, you know, some of these on-demand things that are only two digits per card. So, um, with this set, I think we're pretty safe, at least for another year to two. You know, even getting down into the several hundred um, cards per player. That's my theory, anyway. And you're still seeing the big names are still pushing enough. You know, we saw Trout, we saw Guerrero. You're going to have down weeks. You know, I, I think all of us thought that. The BGO connection, the father and son might drive it a little bit, but at the end of the day, 7,500, 8,000 cards is still a ton of on demand cards. Oh, yeah. So now, wait, wait till Brett comes out. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you'll single handedly. I, I hear that you're going to drive directly to Tops and help them print the cards and just start taking them out the back door, kind of like a yeah. Italian, Italian job type thing. Yeah. So yeah, you're just going to have a sheet of just those printed, like Griffey Jr. Mm hmm. Yeah, he's gonna have like a den of thieves type type thing where he's sitting in a box just waiting for them to be loaded and on the back of a truck. Right. You know? Yes. Yeah. Uh, we also had 2019 Tops Archive Signature Series uh, released. 2019 Tops Diamond Icons. I busted you know 10, 10 12 cases of that myself. Of course, uh, 2019 Panini Gold Standard Football and 1819 uh, Upper Deck Ultimate Collection. As we hop in uh, this week's in the hot off the presses, this week's releases tops living week seventy one. We had card two with two card two eleven Charlie Morton the pitcher of the Rays, uh, two twelve Brendan Rogers the rookie shortstop of the Colorado Rockies, and two thirteen Bat Flip himself Tim Anderson second baseman of the Chicago White Sox. 
people are speculating that this could be a down week, um, you know, with Rogers being injured. Um, you know, you got a Ray and a White Sox. We know that that the White Sox are the best team in Chicago, but you know. <laughs> well, it's hard to say that out loud. Saying, speaking of three-digit uh, print runs here, de- de- definitely going to be a poor week. I- I'd argue. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's it's. Yeah, Rogers is out for the season now. You know, Morton's obviously not a big star. You know, he's an aging pitcher who's having a great year, but you know, we'll definitely probably see some lows here in the bottom bottom ten for all of them. Yeah. That wouldn't surprise me. You know, unless yeah. Rogers, at least the Rays and White Sox are getting some cards. You know, and that's the idea behind the set, right? Is for all these to be, you know, players of past and present and potentially the future, and and. uh you know, for, for all the teams to be represented as close to equal as possible. I mean, obviously, we know that the, the Sox and the Yankees, the Cubs, Dodgers, they're all going to get the lion's share. But, you know, yeah. real th- quick, this teams, is... teams below five, the Cleveland in, or teams at five, that's the low number. The Indians at five, Tigers have five. Oh, the Royals, they're last. They have four. Yay. Uh, Marlins have five, and the Rangers have five. So. And the Tigers, I just can't believe that they're at the bottom with, with their history and the fact that they were around before the turn of the, the 20th century. It's just like, come on. Can we get right. a George Brett so he's the fifth royal? Who, who's that? Before K-Line. Who, who's, who's George Brett? Oh, he's the fourth best third baseman of all time. <laughs> and I like the crickets in the background because it, it's perfect for, for that. Uh, Ben's attempts at jokes. The one of my favorite releases, 2019 Tops Allen and Ginter dropped today. Uh, $100 a box, 24 packs per yeah. box, eight cards per pack. Um, you're getting three autographs, Mim Rip or A and G originals in a, in a, as your hits, and 24 mini cards. It's a 350 card base set. There are no cards from 301 to 350, but their short prints are 351 to 400. I don't understand why the big giant skip and numbering but okay uh it's more than just a baseball product there's full-size parallels come in a couple of different forms there's a glossy versions those are one of ones and they also have silver portrait parallels that are exclusive to hot boxes they have the gold paralleled ones that are that are hot box are one per case uh minis are very sought after in this set some some notable non-baseball autographs in there graham elliott he's a chef he's a big baseball collector gary vanderchuk uh, if you guys know who gary v is Harrison Ford, Mike Oz, who we're going to get on the show soon. Um, he is the the baseball card video host that does the on um, Yahoo, the old baseball cards. Miami Sato, the artist of Tops Living. Mark Summers, uh, James James Holtzauer, the gate the uh, Jeopardy champ. Ken Burns, who made based the baseball documentary. Post Malone and his face tattoos, and then a couple bonus autos here. So. Uh, there are two bonus autos. Thomas Fish, which is the owner of Blowout Cards, he's a bonus autograph, and he won this from the Topps Transcendent Party. And then there's also Nathan Burns. He's the owner of Grand Slam Collectibles. And he donated over $20,000 to be an Allen & Ginter this year. It was when, the, when, Kate, when Clay Parks, who ran Sportzilla, breaks um, with his wife, Abby. He was one of the five, the five victims in the workplace shooting uh, back in February in Aurora, Illinois. We talked about that on the show and how he donated that money to 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 be in there and that went to his family. So uh, I, I tweeted out a picture of him 
with like 202 boxes of ANG to open. And I, I made a joke that saying, hey, oh yeah, this product's allocated. But I know he, he, he got his stuff and he also traded things to look to pull his own autograph. And I know he was doing something that during a break, if he pulled his own autograph, there was a, a $5,000 bounty of him giving it uh, to a charity or something to that effect. So um, I looked up, he, he does a ton of good work in his area, donating money and funds to, to a lot of different charities. So uh, I'm excited to see if he comes across and gets to pull his own auto. But guys, Alan and Ginter, so unique. But uh, what did you guys think? Have you, did you guys see anything? I was in a couple breaks today and had some fun. Those, have you seen those box toppers, the triple rip box toppers? Well, I'm screen sharing one that uh, our, our friend pulled, the six of ten of the little girl who pitched at all of the stadiums. Oh, with her cool, with her mechanical hand. Yes. Yes. She, he got a six of ten. Isn't that, her name's um, Haley Dawson, right? Uh, yes. Yeah, that's what it looks like she wrote. Yep. Um. But uh, another one of note that I wanted to chase from the set because, you know, you, you'll have your teams or players, and then, and again, this is Ginter, so you'll have your oddball sets. But one that you didn't mention, Charles Martinet. Um, he's the voice actor for Mario, has been since Mario 64. As well, he was the voice of the main uh, antagonist protagonist, Dragon and Skyrim, the Elder Scrolls series. Um, excellent voice talent. I've had him sign my Wii. I've had him sign my Wii U. Whoa. And when he comes back oh, around, he'll yeah. be signing my Switch. From your wife in the family, <laughs> family <laughs> show. Family show. It sounds inappropriate that you had your Wii signed. <laughs> hey, I can't help what Nintendo names it. But uh, that, 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 that was definitely an interesting um, addition. I, I wish they'd maybe hit on more of the video game greats. And, you know, especially now with eSports becoming a huge thing, it would make a great extension. Um, so I, I, I was in a break and did not have the Royals, and there, there was a Brett George, George Brett box topper triple rip card, and I was very sad. It was not coming home to me, but... Those were super. That, that was a super super cool addition this year. Um, but with you with you chasing a million cubs, is is this something that's uh, that's up your alley? Absolutely. Um, Allen and Ginter is is my favorite set, my favorite product of the year, and it's one of those products where you hear so many people complain, and you know I'm not buying this product because it's not baseball cards and you know, there's a product for everybody. And I just, even though I, I collect cubs and that's my, my main, my, basically my own only PC. Um, it's just fun to rip open and, and pull some of these autographs. And, you know, there's a lot of complaints year after year on, on who the autograph subjects are. But, um, you know, I think this non-baseball autograph checklist is one of the best in, in recent years, Gary V. Um, is going to be a big seller. And, and, you know, a lot of the complaints I see on social media is, you know, I, I want to pull a baseball autograph, not some guy I've never heard of like Gary V. Well, the thing is, if you pull a Gary V autograph, you can sell it for, it's probably going to sell for, I haven't seen the, the listings today um, for, for this year's product, but they're probably going to sell for an excess of a hundred dollars. And you, you the baseball autographs are not gonna gonna touch that unless right. it's a, a low numbered or a, a superstar. So you can sell that, and you can buy 
you know, multiple of, of what you want from this product. So what you're saying is if I can find it, I should send you my ripped Felix PA from 2008 Ginter. Absolutely. And you know what? <laughs> I, would, I would buy that. You know, I, I bought a ripped Javier Baez last year. So yes, absolutely. In, in fact, Felix PA. Yeah, I'd buy it. All right. So how right now pay for it? A ripped Felix PA. I would, yeah. I would pay five dollars no not, not not enough keep, keep going more than the grand old five dollars so real, real quick some gary v cards right now none of us sold yet but uh we have bids of uh, 21 bids on one that ends in four days it's up to 127 dollars and then two uh that are best offer uh 350 and 389 so yeah they'll probably wow. come they'll probably come down but 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 bo's right they'll probably still well, I mean, I, I, had a penny, I had a Penny Marshall from 2013 I recently put up for auction. Started at $0.99, cents and I sold it for over 100 bucks. And I understand wow. that she, she passed away, but I forgot I totally had it. I ripped a bunch of 13 Allen and Ginter. Um, and yeah, it was she, just, she passed away quite a while back, so it's yeah, not yeah, like so there was, was any I didn't kind of... rip the title yeah. or any of that stuff. I just listed the card, and it sold. But it's it was the out of all those... I went through all the, all the autographs I had from that. That sold for more than... Like the other six autographs I had of Alan and Gintz are up there. Okay. So do, one thing that we've mentioned is it's not obviously a, a baseball exclusive product. So if you're just oh, getting back into the hobby, you're not familiar with the product, don't go to Walmart or Target and buy a blaster and, and be disappointed. So hopefully you know what you're buying going in. But the other thing is there are people who are Ginter super master collectors just like i Harry love ginter i have and, i have like the sore spot for ginter and yeah. he's currently showing the reason why i will buy boxes of ginter this year which is the aviation uh panorama set, panorama set it's an insert set this year for this year's Allen and ginter and I, it, it it's bringing back the love man no yeah and it, it, it's there was a guy here locally in the northern california area who's had the drink that would spend twenty to thirty thousand dollars a year piecing together, you know, a master set where he needs all of the autos as well. Not just the, sure. the you know, he's going for everything. And um, it sounds like a lot of money, but if we really added up everything that we spend on a yearly basis, it's not insane. The difference is we, we spread it out over, you know, I spread it out over 50, 60 products when you count all of the on-demand stuff as well, all the parallels. This particular individual just does Ginter period. And that's what's beautiful. I'm not a fan of the set. I'm, I'm the opposite of, of Bo. I'll, I'll buy my A's and get out of it. I'm not a big fan, but there are people that are diehard Ginter fans because of the stuff that you can only get in Ginter that you won't find in any other product. There's a card that has seeds in it where you can plant it yes. and it will grow. Well, and they did that, like I said, in the DMs, like 2011 or so, where you, like you were saying, you know, you, you cut it to a certain point and then plant it, and you'll have a flower within however many days. And, and then they, they have the card pool, and you have to decide if you're going to rip it or not. You know, mm -hmm. um, and good uh, boy, hey, real quick, guys, the wood minis hat in 2019 are in the Hobby box only. Yes, so, but but people, but. but People physically have them in their hands, unlike last year, where the 2018 wooden minis are still missing. They actually exist. Spe speaking well, of minis, the new stained glass minis are pretty sweet. Gorgeous. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I had them on my... They're not on, on card numbered, but there's only 25 versions. 25 copies. each, yeah. yeah. 
I, I put there's five A's. I put them on my want checklist. Uh, now that I've seen a few hit the market and see what they're going for, I don't know that I'll be getting any of them. But um, yeah, it looks like some of the lower end buy it now is around 50 bucks. Best offer. Um, yeah. Any of them that are at auction already have quite a few bids on them, but they are a phenomenal addition that we haven't seen a whole lot of. I mean, there's stuff in like, um, I forget which product it was, Finest or something that had something similar years ago, a couple years ago. They're sharp. Uh, they're cool. But yeah, they're, they're, they're definitely a neat addition if you're a, especially if you're a player collector where you only really have to go after yeah. one. The box top rips are cool too. That was a neat ad this year, I think, because they, you know, you have your boring single box toppers in there. I think adding that in was a cool thing. So um, also today, uh, 2019, Op Donis Optic baseball dropped $90 a box, 20 packs per box, four cards per pack. You're getting two autographs, 12 inserts, 10 prism. The 200 card base set basically it's a chromium dip version of the Donruss product. Uh, Prism parallels their 14 different color colors and pattern combos. There's Thanks, hot Tracy. box. <laughs> There's a hot box. Uh, hot boxes in the 2019 Donruss optic cases. They're made up of a dozen boxes. In each case, there are four hot boxes. Two of them are autographed hot boxes, which have five autographs. And then there are prism hot boxes. Those are two per case as well. And they have all their cards are numbered. They have cards numbered to 20 or 20 numbered parallels. I'm sorry. Uh, in there. So it's, uh, you know, if you're buying a, you're buying a case, you're going to run into a couple hot boxes in there, which I think are cool, but uh, tons of parallels. And like I said, you have the Chrome dipped base cards of the Donruss set. Welcome to the chat, Rich. So uh, again, not not one of my favorites, just because I I don't know I just it, I find it, Donner's I find Donner's just a tad boring myself. It's a spitting image of Donner's. It's just shiny. We've talked about this plenty of times before. Just combine the two and have chrome refractors or you know shiny refractors. Call them optic and and move on. Don't give them ideas. Leave it as separate sets. It's easier to catalog. Uh, uh, that just means they'll come up with a, another optic. What's that, Mike? That's what they did with racing. Um, this 2019 Donruss Racing, they uh, included the optic versions as as a parallel or a insert, whatever you want, however you want to consider it, uh, which was pretty cool. They they came out pretty nice as a as just what you described, where the the base set is your paper, and then kind of a inserted into the the regular set is the the optic version, kind of like Bowman. Yep. Right. You have your, you have right. your paper Bowman prospects and you have your Chrome Bowman. And I think that would be a neat product, but this gives them an extra baseball release. So it is there. We also have 1819 Panini Opulence basketball uh, dropping. Uh, it's a thousand dollars a box, one pack per box, eight cards per pack. You're going to get seven autographs indoor MIM cards in there. Uh, it's a 150 card base set. There are 99 copies or less of the base. All cards, um, all autographs are on card. Uh, mem memorabilia is, is basically just all just chuck full of premium patches. There's a rookie patch autos that are part of the numbered set and uh, part of the base set. And they're numbered out of 79. Hate when they do that. And per Panini opulence is the only basketball card set of the year with booklet cards. So this obviously opulence is just, you know, says it all, but these, but that book card, right. You're showing right there. You have, you have the top eight picks in the draft from last year is, is pretty nice to be honest. So, you got you got Marvin Bagley in there, and you know he's the best one on the on the on the card. So. Don't say that in Dallas. 
but uh, this definitely, I know that, uh, you know, we're going to have, this is the, as you get to the end of the year, we're having some of the higher end basketball stuff drop. And we made that joke about 17, 18 lasting forever. I think 18, 19 might last a little bit longer guys for, uh, for basketball products. But uh, while it's hot, it's out there until Zion comes and we forget who Luca and, you know, Aiton and Trey Young are right. Cause we'll have, well, I'll be about Zion in a few weeks. Uh, 2019 Panini Elements Football comes out Friday, $150 a box, one pack per box, four cards per pack. You're going to receive one metal autograph, one acetate autograph, one mem card, and one metal base card or parallel. Speaking um, of sets being released way after they should be. Yes. Uh, this is in 2019, though. Not 2018, 2019. Is that 1819 or 1920? No, it's just 19. This football, they only use the one year because the we get this fight. Uh, the main set is all metal uh, with both veterans and rookies. That still has it's got a photography focus on it, and base uh, the base cards are numbered to 75. And as of uh, this morning, there still was not a checklist available, so we'll probably get one Friday. Unless, oh, there it is. Sweet. So uh, the checklist is available. So yeah, there you go. You see uh, <laughs> the vets in the in the 2019 rookie class is in there. So check out that Friday. We're going to hop into what's brewing next week's releases. 2019 Panini Certified Football. 2019 Panini Immaculate Collection Baseball. 2019 Tops Clearly Authentic Baseball. Trash. And 1819 Panini Encased Basketball. So I told you more basketball to come. But uh, we'll hop into infield chatter here in just a second. So it, it's not my coughing going at it. If you guys hear a fan in the background, I'm sorry. The AC's out. Ooh. And the parents just left for their 25th anniversary, so I'm not doing any house maintenance. Happy anniversary, Mom and Dad. 25th? 25 years today. Yeah, due, due to their, their marriage, it gave us Stefan as a byproduct. And, well, know, I mean, for, I was for better at the time. But <laughs> Moving on, before we get to infield chatter, Tim, uh, yeah, let, let's just, uh, Replin, just in case you hopped in or missed the first few minutes. We want to talk about Replin really quick. We mentioned them at the top of the show. Uh, I want to give you a little more information. Uh, feel free to skip back to the first few minutes. There will be a little bit more information on that. But essentially, Replin helps sellers build their personal brand, sell online without high fees. They have really cool integration with Twitter uh, where you can connect your account. You you mentioned at on Replin. Replin is spelled R-E-P-L-I-N. And your sale items will get posted on the Replin Marketplace so buyers can find your stuff for a sale. Uh, a lot easier than browsing Twitter all day. Um, Tim listed a few things for sale recently. So if anybody wants a good deal on ultra pro supplies, check out his Replin profile at replin.com slash EBS sports with an S cards and, uh, let them know if there's anything you want. So head over to replin.com, download their app on iOS or Android. Thank you, sir. Uh, Enfield, I appreciate you uh, letting everybody know where they can help support my habit. From my, I take I took a good key from Mike in trying to be a self sustaining hobby, and uh, I've been stealing also from Chris Torres as well. Who and I just I have a question for him if he's listening. I doubt because I think he's ripping his Alan Aginter in his first box. He pulled a Ichiro rip card, just a regular base rip card. But being a Mariners fan, and he only collects certain types of Mariners, he doesn't keep a lot for himself. Do you think he would keep the rip card? 
being against Ichiro in maybe, America. Maybe, maybe, but there's a lot of people, including our friend Dan, that would love to get get their hands on it. So it would be desirable. And Chris isn't really a Mariners collector like some of us are with our particular teams and players. He he collects certain Mariners and he stays within that vacuum and, and you know, that's it. And just, just a quick question. So, uh, real quick, last Friday night uh, on the 12th, the Angels and the Mariners played, and the uh, Angels threw a combined no-hitter. Uh, some f- interesting, and this is more about sports, I guess, things that happened. So we had a combined no-hitter. It was the first game the Royals had played at home since they lost pitcher Tyler Skaggs. Uh, his mom threw out the first pitch, and boy, did she throw out a heck of a first pitch. thing was Nailed a bullet. It. it was an awesome first pitch. Um, the Angels wore Skaggs jerseys. They had a picture where they laid all the man- jerseys on the mail with a picture of him. And it just happened hours before what would have been his 28th birthday. The they game actually ended East Coast time on his birthday. Yes. And the last time that there was a combined no-hitter in the, ca- the state of California was the Orioles A's in Oakland on July 13th, 1991, the same day that Tyler Skaggs was born. So naturally, Tops printed any number of these criteria on a card, right? Absolutely, no. because that's what the program is for. They did not. There was no mention of Skaggs. It was a really generic card. Um, but my question is, and I, and I, and I get it, because I think if they had gone that way, people would have come out of the woodwork saying you're promoting and trying to make money off someone's death. Sure. And they didn't do it, and then people came after him anyway. So was it a no-win situation for Tops at this point? Mike, Bo, you guys have any thoughts on this? Yeah, I think it's a no-win situation because, you know, you, you do it and you're going to have ha- – half the people are going to be upset because you do it. Half the people are going to be upset because you don't do it. Um, you can't please everybody, and I think this is a perfect ex- perfect example of, you know, if you do it, you're going to have a certain segment that's upset. If you don't do it, you're going to have a, a another segment that's that's not happy with it. Yeah, I was going to say the same thing. I mean, just the the firestorm that we saw from from people posting, you know, the the eBay listings with RIP in them. Um, if you had an actual manufacturer giving any kind of appearance that they were trying to profit off of it, I think people would have just gone nuts. But you know, like you guys are saying, there's other people saying why they ignore it, you know, and so I don't think they could win in either way. Yep. What, what what if they did something where they said, you know, 50%, 70% of all sales related just to this one card goes to a charity that Tyler was behind or or they could have maybe reached out to the Skaggs family and said, hey, what was Tyler really passionate about? And we're going to donate basically all of the, the, the net profits to this. I, I don't think that would have been ill-received. Maybe, maybe it would have been just because that's how, how people are, but... Well, two, just and to put this out, there was mention that's that they also they're not knowing why he passed or what happened, you know, is that also too is if something not if it was a if it was a bad way to if he went a bad way and it wasn't something natural, I also don't think they wanted to be involved in that. It's definitely a very touchy subject, but at the very at the very least, I think they could have included the photo with all the jerseys on the mounds. Yeah, or let it speak for itself. Or the like the great Rick Wilson in chat says he he thinks they should have done a the 
a, a card of his mom throwing that bullet. Right. And she was one of his coaches growing up. And, man, she got up there and lasered one. And, and uh, I, the emotions, I, I can't even imagine what she was going through and uh, with everything that's gone on. So um, just kind of, you know, button up that a little bit. But, um, you know, one of those things, that, hey, they're in a bad – I think it's just a bad spot for them. I do want to say we, we always bash on tops, right? And before the show, I, I had a package that came, and I wasn't expecting anything from tops. And I, I opened it up, and I forgot I actually submitted this. So when I, when I was opening my Series 2, one of my packs was severely damaged. All the cards were had rubbed-down corners, and it had the autograph in there, my jumbo box. And I was a little sad, so I had to fill out the paperwork, and I sent it in. And, you know, fingers crossed, hey, I'm going to get something back, right? Well, they sent me back. Basically, they end up sending me back all, the, all these cards uh, with inserts, and all the inserts are actually numbered. And it's three more cards than I actually sent in. And then they also replaced my Bryce Wilson autograph, which was a base 84 autograph. And they actually replaced it with a Victor Robles auto numbered out of 150. Right, the, the 150th year yeah. parallel. Yeah. So... I felt really good about having to send in my dinged up cards and uh, you know receiving these back, and so I think they are trying to make a better situation out of out of that stuff. And real quick, uh, Steph, I, wanted, I saw you pulled up the card. You want to show the front of the card real quick? So it just it just says combine no hitter in the first game after All Star break Angels, and it has the uh, the two pitchers there at the date, and on the back it shows the team celebrating um, together and high fiving. So. Well, and so, friend of the show, uh, Dub had posted a picture saying, hey, uh, guess what packs these came out of? And I said, immediately, Bowman Platinum, because they were dinged corners. So I've got to pack out myself. But no, uh, on the Angels thing, it's definitely a very touchy subject and have to kind of play. They can either play it safe or just, toss a card out and um I, yeah. I would imagine that they spoke at length in a boardroom somewhere deciding sure. whether or not this is something they should touch on i i wouldn't be surprised if they didn't even reach out to the skaggs family or major league baseball to see what they thought or the because, angels family yeah because of how delicate it is and you know at worst case scenario we, we've all we all work for businesses or have owned businesses and it's one of those things right yeah. The company has to protect itself, and I'd rather err on the side of caution, even if it means upsetting half of the the fan base. If if it does come out to Tim's point in a month, how he died, and it, it wasn't any kind of, you know, no, no nefarious acts of whatsoever, right? Just a young man who had a brain aneurysm or something, blood clot that that, that unfortunately took his his life. I'm diagnosed. That then maybe it's something that they can include in Top's update. You know, maybe a tribute to him, and because yeah, they did that for Corey Lytle, right? The year he passed away. Yes, it yeah, because he died in the plane crash. Yep. Yeah, and you know, there have been so many guys that have died during their playing days or, or right afterward. Um, I'm sure they'll do something at some point. I'd be shocked if they weren't. Yeah. I don't know if Tops now is the appropriate way to honor that. Well, yep, and I so. think they announced that they weren't going to do the toxicology resu- result public yep. until after the season. Yeah, I think they should just let it go and, and let the Angels... If it even gets public. 
yeah, let the Angels let the Angels try to move on and, and finish out their season, and hopefully it's a good one. I like to see them in the playoffs. Uh, real quick on Twitter uh, at Graham Slam Bree where Graham Slam breaks tweeted out the other day that uh, they're done with eBay. It's official. Graham Slam breaks will no longer be on eBay. Too many fees, and I'd rather give the savings all to you. Graham Slam breaks will be doing live auctions on YouTube live from now on. So. Real quick, breaks and selling on eBay. I, I thought that they were kind of a taboo on that a little bit, but two, you know, it's gonna be interesting to see how you're gonna try to, you know, how how to sell live auctions via YouTube. Um, you know, that's that's demanding a lot of the customer to be there and be on demand to to be able to buy product. Um, you know, I, I feel like a lot of people are, you know, like as we talked about before, like fed up with fees and stuff. But you know, they do f- facilitate a service, and the money they do take from there. Uh, you know, helps bring eyes. So you're paying basically for advertisement so people will come and buy from you. If not, then you got to figure out a way to get to the public and get to such a large um, population searching for certain items. And, you know, eBay is one of the largest next to Amazon. And to do auctions and stuff like that, then, you know, they're they're, they're their go-to, right? So I don't know if there's, you know, unless you have your own site and you're pumping it that way and you're using social media and you're really savvy that way with email marketing and and blasts and stuff like that, uh, that you have as many eyes coming to buy from you as possible. Just, you know, I know that, uh, I know Mike sells and, you know, I just, I just want to see, you know, if you guys had any thoughts on, on, you know, just kind of giving up and not wanting to pay the the fees to the, to eBay anymore. Yeah. I, I'm by no means, you know, as we've talked about before, I'm by no means doing this full time as my main source of income or anything like that. But I, I can, I will sell on on eBay all the time, um, even if it's solely like you said to get more eyes on um, what I'm selling, um, my username, my website, whatever it might be, just as an avenue to be able to to promote um, the blog, um, you know, what whatever it might be. I'm going to use eBay as a platform to do all of that, um, and. Yeah, I'm paying nine percent, you know, with my at the store rate um, that I've got. But if I with the stuff that I'm selling, if if I can't absorb that nine percent, like there's an issue with the the price I'm paying for the cards I'm trying to sell. Um, you know, I would think that that should just be able to be a, a cost of doing business in that nine or ten percent. Um, if it's really causing you to abandon the one of the biggest selling platforms. There, I feel like there's got to be something else going on there too. Yeah, no, it was just kind of, you know, and, I, and a lot of breakers, you know, use their own sites to do that. But you know, they've been more established, and you know, they and I know a lot of them used eBay and other ways to to get up there and uh, you know get customer base. And and like I said, when you, when you're selling the eBay, it's a great way for you to advertise them directly to your customer to come see you directly. You know, hey, if you have any more needs, here's my website, here's my email, here's my Twitter handle come find me these ways and I can even give you a better deal than what you got on this. Right. So, you know, you have to be smart about the way you, you perceive it. And again, it's, it's, you're paying for a service, uh, like paying for shipping. Right. So they're, they're, you're paying to have it delivered to somebody. And we're going to talk a little bit about that later in the show about the best ways to deliver cards and some effective ways to use certain envelopes. So that'd be fun. Certain Our, colored envelopes. Yes, our, our buddy at, one, uh, at AOACC Cards, Once a Cub Cards uh, on Twitter tweeted out, my first card shown in a long time, pet peeve, paying admission. 
it's just a few bucks, but why do I have to pay for the opportunity to spend more money on cars, to spend more money, especially as a budget collector? That could be another 25 cards. So what are your thoughts on a card show charging an admission fee just in general? So I, I brought this up with my fellow co-employee because he's also a show promoter. He runs a show a couple times a year as well as his benefit shows. Um, and his best argument that I thought he brought up was that one, um, it's a way to keep track of attendance. Now, mind you, you want to have a reasonable, uh, show fee, but two, um, and it depends on state laws, but you can argue that if you're having someone pay, you can now throw them out. If you see them coming in there, no known scammer. And I get the arguments, but I personally, uh, unless, you know, it's like a dollar, two dollars, and hey, oh, here's a, something free or here's a soda or whatever. Um, I don't like paying to have the opportunity to maybe pay someone else more. Okay, what what's the most you'd pay for to attend a show, guys? Two to five? Besides national. Yeah, yeah, I'm just talking about a local, uh, local show. Two to five, ten's a bit much. Unless you have, unless you're having like an autographed guest, Ben, what would you pay? I, I wouldn't pay any more than like five bucks. Um, and my dad brought up some good points, you know, because he's he's done train toy train shows for years, and he said one one reason it's good for the show promoter to charge is it does show that the people there are serious. If you're going to come out of your pocket just to get in, you're there to buy. Doesn't mean you are going to buy, but you're at least motivated enough to dig into your pocket. Um, one, one thing he also brought up, Tim and I live in, in California. We're right down the street from the fairgrounds, which which currently is hosting the, the California State Fair. And they have a big, kind of like the Cow Palace show here in San Francisco. They've got a, a mini version of the National um, at, at the Cal Expo Fairgrounds once a year and the problem is the fairgrounds charges uh parking like 10 bucks before you even get to the door which charges admission as well that's a bit much so as long as it's free parking i don't mind a couple of bucks just to you know show that i'm serious i'm there i'm, I'm also more inclined to stay longer if i have a, a vested financial interest well yeah because you want to make your money worth it right oh. So, Mike or yeah. Bo, I mean, what would you guys pay? You know, Ben brought up a great point about motivated to buy. When I go to a show, I'm not, I'm not typically going to specifically buy. Um, so, f any more than five dollars, I'm out. Um, even five dollars, depending on the show, it, it's a case by case basis. We have a local show here in Madison. Um, it's about once a month during baseball season. <laughs> And there's only like seven or eight tables and they charge a dollar fifty, which, you know, here's a here's a buck fifty. If I don't find anything that I want, it's okay. Um, but it's usually the same dealers. Um, you know, if it if it were any more than, you know, even if it were three or four dollars, I probably wouldn't go. Um, because I know who's gonna be there. It's it's a very small show. Um not really and, and I'm not a motivated buyer. I, you know, if, if I find a deal, I'll buy, but I'm not going specifically to, to buy anything unless it, you know, is a, is a good buy. 
you're going to talk, which is what I do at most of those budget shows that don't revolve, is I'm going literally to talk to other people that know the hobby. A social. Yeah. yeah. It's it's very much social outing. Yeah, I, I hate it. I hate the idea of charging to go to a show. I mean, it would be one thing if this was a, a hobby that is thriving and people are beating down the doors and whatever, but we're in a, you know, in a situation where we're trying to get people to come back to the hobby. We want to, to grow the collecting base and to charge people to, to come and check it out. It, it seems crazy to me. I, you know, I set up at a local show um, every month um, and I want as many people to come as possible. And I don't care if they initially come as a motivated buyer or if they're, we've had several people come and say, Hey, I, I heard about this and thought I'd come check it out. And they had no intention of, of, buying a card when they walked in they were just trying to figure out what collecting is all about how it changed since they were a kid and all that kind of stuff and they end up walking out with cards yeah right if, if they would have showed up at the door and been like it's five bucks to get in like ah, screw this you know like i, I think it's crazy to charge for for a a, a small local show yeah. um I want as many customers as there as possible yeah a couple so, things that I, that i would say is if if you were charging for a local show you know, there needs to be like, I would say at least 20, 20 dealers, right? And a buck or two and half of that needs to go to some local charity. Uh, I think that'd be a good way for people. Mark Hoyle in the chat said that he has a big regional show that's $7 to get in, but there's 400 dealers. That's huge. That's a big time show and seven bucks. I mean, that's a pretty good value to get in there. The other thing too is if a show, I remember back in the 90s, we had stuff shows here in Sacramento quite often and there was a $5 usually about a $5 cover to get in. And if you were under 12 or under, you were like free or there's a discount, right? And the sure. kids always got something. And, but they always had a free autograph guest. And that at, you know, that, that admittance fee paid for those, that autograph guest to be there. And you go up and get, your, you know, wait in your hour line, but you got your free autograph of, you know, whoever, whatever, you know, King or, or 49er they had one year was Roger Craig. And I remember getting really excited me roger craig and you know that that's that's where you have to do but if it's a show of like you know 10 15 dealers and they're charging five ten bucks to get in it's kind of where you draw the line of yeah yeah my dad and i were talking about this the other night because the train shows that, that he goes to um they do charge a door admission but they also do like raffle giveaways where you could get like almost monopoly money it's show money that you can exchange with any dealer of your choice. And, you know, if it's a $10, you know, monopoly card, you know, gift money, you can then take that and I can give it to Tim and Tim gives me his item for 10 bucks. And then Tim would take that money and give it back to the show promoter for his actual cash. So basically they're using the door admission as a indirect raffle giveaway. Um, you know, and then I did, I thought of too, like if you were charging, a door admission if you went to certain dealers and said all right you guys are all of my dealers and i'm the show promoter and i said all right, i'm gonna give me something for that's ten dollars and i'm gonna use that door admission to give you your ten dollars so you're immediately making a ten dollar sale and then at 11 o'clock i'm gonna say all right tim i'm gonna raffle off your ten dollar item and for the next 30 minutes you can have any kind of promotion that will be announced by the show hey over at tim's table you know, buy one, get one on all of his vintage. And then 
30 minutes later, it moves on to the next table, which whoever's involved. And yeah, there might be a rush of people to your table during that window, but it also motivates you for wanting to set up at the show and move inventory. And, you know, at the end of the day, to me, it might be short-sighted, but it seems like it would be a win for everybody, the consumer, the dealer, and the show promoter. Yeah, so it was just an interesting thought. Like, you know, we're lucky enough for our, our local show that's uh, at least once a quarter, if not more often, uh, doesn't charge an admittance fee. And there's what, Ben, would you say 20-plus dealers of that show? Yeah, and Matt, Matt who, who, you know, is once a Cub, he had mentioned also in his argument as people were coming back, you know, why not pass any any overages instead of charging a door, you know, a, a door admission, um, charge the dealer a little bit more for the table. And I don't necessarily, you know, this this could be a very big topic and a big discussion. I don't necessarily know that that's the answer. I think Matt was just kind of being a curmudgeon because he didn't want to pay, just like Mike, you know, and Mike brought up good <laughs> points. You don't want to push that casual, just looking kind of interested in getting back to the hobby i was doing this as a kid you don't want to push them out the door yeah um, well uh foul five ball said there are no shows or shops in his area in ventura california and he'd pay twenty dollars to go so maybe we go we set up a show down in ventura ben and make some money we could do it on the street corner and just have him give us a twenty dollar bill hey i don't want to know what you do for twenty dollars on a street uh, corner ben well yeah, you know, Steph's getting his Wii sign. You're looking like, for yeah. twenty bucks. <laughs> not like getting your Wii sign. I can tell you that. So much. I'm gonna probably have new co-hosts with uh, with Mike and Bo in the future. As you guys are arrested for getting, you know, we're doing selling some... socks out of his trunk. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's right, black socks. Yes. Marking it, marking oh. it up. It's, it's not talking about to, about Shoeless Joe and the the you know that team there. Um, <laughs> Long story for post show. <laughs> uh, so an, another one of our followers, we love him, and they, we always steal ideas. And I reached out and said, "Hey, can we steal your question?" No, and you didn't. Yeah, I did. I sent up a DM. Uh, kinetic collector, is that what it is? Kinetic collector, Kaniac, Kaniac, I think. Kaniac collector. Uh, I call him JK because uh, that's what he has listed. Uh, he put out a tweet. Today's hobby. What would you? What would be your dream dual auto for a card company to create? For me, it's a tie between a Mike Bossy and Alex Alexander Ovechkin dual auto or a Willie O'Ree PK Subin dual auto. What's yours? Obviously, he's a hockey fan, and I can tell because I he think all four Subin. of those guys are hockey players. Yes. Yeah, he, he's a big hockey collector. Just real quick, he's a good Twitter follow as well. I know we're not really doing that segment on tonight's show. He's mm -hmm. a former Twitter spotlight. Yeah, he's a, a former military guy. Um and he's very open about his PTSD and other things. He blogs quite often uh, about, I think we all have this personal connection that we've got into before that cathartic feel that these cards bring us together with our childhood memories with one another. We've all met each other through the hobby and, you know, for being former military and having suffered through some of the, his, his experiences, you know, he came to the hobby as a way of kind of helping to deal with that. And his wife is very understanding. Give him a follow, check out his blog because he's got some really good information. And besides, Hey, he's one of us. He likes to collect. So Mike, what would be your, and, and I want to do this. So I want to do a sport and a non-sport uh, dual auto. So, so Mike, who's your sport auto? Who would you want on a dual sport? I think for me, um, it would be really cool to have, 
a dual auto of Greg Maddox and Raphael Palmero. <laughs> so stick with me. So growing up in Central Illinois, the Peoria Chiefs were the the minor league single A franchise for um, the Cubs throughout my childhood. Um, both of those guys played on the 1985 Peoria Chiefs, which was right as I was 85 and 86 was right when I was starting to pay attention to baseball. And so um, being that those guys both played local on the same team and went on to, to pretty solid major league careers, that'd, that'd be a pretty cool dual auto for me to have. Yeah, that's, a, that's a good one. I, I mean, I like that quite a bit. And, uh, you know, and, uh, the guys that are our age, I mean, those two guys were dominant uh, throughout that. Who would your who would be on your non-sport dual dream dual card? Non-sport, I think. Like, I'm a pretty big fan of history as well. Um, you know, and kind of on that theme of Ginter, and um, I, I think a dual auto of Ronald Reagan and Abraham Lincoln would be pretty sweet. Yeah, obviously, you might need, need to have a, um, some cut autos there at this point. But um, both, you know, again, from being from Illinois, both those those guys former presidents having Illinois ties. Um, that would be a pretty cool dual auto for me. I like it. Bo, what would you, who would your non, who would your sport one be? Perfect tie-in because uh, like Mike, I'm from Illinois. So for the sport, he grew up with the Peoria Chiefs. Um, I actually worked for the Peoria Chiefs during the summer of 2012. Um, I saw Javier Baez make his debut in Peoria. It was Memorial Day weekend um, in 2012. Since then, he's been my my favorite Cub, my favorite baseball player. So Javi Baez has to be on that card. Um, he's from Puerto Rico, um, one of the greatest, the greatest Puerto Rican baseball player, Roberto Clemente, would have to be a, a cut auto. But to have that Puerto Rico tie with Javi and Roberto Clemente would be an awesome card. I like it. Who's your non-sport dream duolato? Huge Pearl Jam fan. Um, I love Pearl Jam. I've, I've blogged about them um, on my website several times. Um, been to a few concerts. So favorite Eddie Vedder. Song? What's favorite that? So favorite song and why is it Elderly Woman and the longest name in the Pearl Jam catalog? <laughs> that, well, that is my favorite Pearl Jam song. <laughs> I, you know, I, d I don't know. Elder, el elderly Woman Standing Behind the Counter in a Small Town. Um, and, you know, the reason they named that was because Eddie got tired of all of the one name songs, Jeremy Black sure. um, and all of those. So, Ten porches. Uh, yeah. So that that uh, oceans, that's uh, that's my favorite song. I, I don't know why it, it just for some reason it clicks with me. Um, well, you're wrong. So it's yellow lead better. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Eddie with uh, with Bill Murray, another classic Cubs, obviously one million Cubs, Cubs diehard fan. Um, so Bill Murray, Eddie Vedder, two diehard Cubs fans like myself um, would be awesome. And I'm still looking to add in Eddie Vedder. That's kind of top three on my want list of of Cubs memorabilia is an Eddie Vedder autographed baseball. So Eddie Vedder and, and Bill Murray on a on a, a dual auto would be awesome i like that we have in the chat real quick uh mark Hoyle said yaz and teddy or fox and grove uh with being all in the red Sox, and then mccartney and Jagger. Jagger. Yeah. so 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 mark and i anyway mark, mark and i go back and forth as to who who jimmy fox and lefty grove belong to either the boston red Sox 
or the Philadelphia Athletics. And so we always like to jab each other. So that's why he said he'd love a Grove and Fox, but both have to be with the Red, Red Sox. So, so which would be, you know, which would be the wrong team, of course. So Jimmy Fox isn't a cub? Oh, dear Lord, though. Oh, uh, dear Lord. The show, the show had been going so well to the 59-minute mark. Um, so, Ben, who's your sport dream dual auto? Uh, yeah, I don't collect basketball, but I'm a big Spurs fan, and they might have one. I've never looked, but David Robinson and Tim Duncan, just because of the admiral you know, and the fundamental. I mean, the big fundamental, yes. Big fundamental. Um, definitely. Yeah. I'm glad that, that Bo brought up music, because mine is music. Uh, I'm not a Pearl Jam fan, but I think Eddie Vedder singing any oldie song of his choice, such as The Last Kiss by J. Frank Wilson and the Cavaliers. Uh, Eddie Vedder could just basically go through a catalog of 50s and 60s music and release like like one of those old and, and, and because Bo has worked, you know, behind the microphone at games and things he could do, you know, buy this six CD, 64 song set by Eddie Vedder, you know, call right now. One eight hundred one million Cubs toll free. <laughs> um, my 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 non sports would have to be my favorite singing artist of all time, Sam Cooke, who I have a large, large shrine to in my house. Uh, and Ray Charles, um, who who were right there in the the '60s with one another, they performed a few times on on the same stage, uh, especially on the 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 uh, circuit back in the day where African American singers were kind of all lumped together back in the '60s and and had to tour together. And uh, uh, you know, Ray Charles obviously is not with us. You know, he died in '04. Sam Cooke died in '64. Um, so. You know, it, what's fun about it, we keep mentioning cut autos. It would be like a dream low, you know, like if they could be on card together if if we had that time machine yeah. uh, to put them on on together. So a lot of fun combinations. D- Doug A said Puckett and Killebrew. I don't I don't know who those – that one of them is a Royal, Royals Hall of Famer. Uh, now, is that Puckett? Is that, is that the, the singer? Yeah, Gary Puckett in the Gary Union Puckett Gap. In the Union yeah. Gap, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Lady Willpower. You're both wrong. So I'll let the fairer sex go first. Um, Sport-wise, I would like to see a Herb score, Burt Bly 11. Um, both were great announcers. Actually, both Herb, Indians. Yes. Um, actually, uh, Herb score was one of the reasons why I got back into the hobby was I walked in, into a hobby shop. And there was this Herb Score signed ball, and, I, and, it, and it was the first thing that I bought since I'd done away with collecting from my younger years. <laughs> um, but non-sport, I'd have to go with the passing of the torch of Reggie fils me and uh, Doug Bowser uh, at Nintendo America. The two executives. Uh, yeah. My body is Reggie, and uh, the current Doug Bowser, how appropriate for Nintendo, right? Sure. Um, no, for, for mine, um, I, I tossed around some controversial ones like Marilyn Monroe and, uh, Joey D or, uh, Oswald Kennedy, Dallas connection or, uh, oh. Monica and, uh, Bill or, uh, you know, e- even Hamilton Burr, uh, just, 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 just some controversial ones. But no, when I initially saw the tweet, I thought he was asking for hockey picks. So I said, um, Craig and the crown's kicking in. Sorry, guys. The uh, Russian goalie for the 1980 Olympics team. Um, oh, I love that guy. Thank you. Uh, 
all-time hockey goalie great. Both of them. That's neat. Who's the non? <laughs> who's your, who's your <laughs> non-sport? Jack uh, Daniels, Jim Beam. You <laughs> 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 you would argue that, but no. Yeah. Um, uh, so for non-sport, um, you know, I could go music and say uh, Chris Cornell and Kurt Cobain. I could say uh, Vladislav Tresiak, by the way, and Jim Craig. <laughs> I, I, I could go history and go, you know, Lincoln and uh, Kennedy or Lincoln and Washington or any number of those. But for non-sport. You're going Shepler Wilson. Of course. I already. Well, no, I don't have one. of. Ben's we can honest. make your dream come true in exchange for a Felix PA rip card. <laughs> well, how about a box loader from like 03 Heritage? Done. No. Done. <laughs> Non-sports bit tougher um, because I, I, I'm not just interested in one or the other or music or this or that. But I think I would go with uh, Nintendo's game programmer, uh, Miyamoto. And, you know, uh, let's go with the programmer for Linux, uh, Linus Torvalds. Um <laughs> Someone's going to the bathroom real quick. So, <laughs> in uh, in um, the, the computing world, you have a, a Windows operating system, and you have the so Apple generic. operating system, and you have the Linux operating system. So, I'd go with the head programmer for Linux and the head gaming programmer, at least for the longest time, Shigeru Miyamoto. Outstanding. So, I have a fun one for the non-sport one, but... You know, we'll get there. So my sport one uh, is Barry Sanders and Lynette Woodard. Now, if anybody can tell me who Lynette Woodard is, I'll give you and a cry. He's the guy on the dual auto with Barry Sanders. She what do I win. Yeah, she she was the first female Harlem Globetrotter. She started at the University of Kansas. But the best part about it is they both went to North High School, and my grandpa was the head football coach there for twenty something years, and also been also athletic director for a long time both when these kids were in high school. And, uh, you know, Barry, my grandpa helped Barry get to Oklahoma State, but Lynette really loved my grandpa. And when he passed uh, almost five years ago, uh, she she came to the, to the big ceremony we had at the high school uh, a few years later and and uh, said some nice words and such a kind, kind woman. So those are my two. Uh, I, have a, I have a little tiny PC of Lynette Woodard autographs, which I, I love and uh, – you know, for that reason, they're both from my hometown, and, and my you know my grandpa saw them as kids and told wonderful stories about both of them. Uh, non-sport, my my fun one would be Alex Trebek and um, Will Ferrell. Tamby, they would be a um, they would be a good combo on there. Um, but my non-sport, William Peterson of CSI fame, he played Gilgis Grissom and James Gandolfini, uh, who played Tony Soprano. Probably two of my most my favorite shows that I could put on and watch those series over and over and over and over again. Not even your co-host? Never, ever get bored. No, I don't like that. On co-host. ESPN? Um, you know, those would be my two non-sport ones there and uh, would be would be awesome. And then, too, like, you know, like he said, ESPN, so it made me think, like, me and Stuart Scott and the Schwab. 
that would have been cool too. When I had the opportunity, I should have taken it. I actually could have had that one, but I was too disappointed in my poor performance. That's what she said. So is everyone. Um, so that was a good question. So guys, we love these things and we will steal them from you if we think they're really good. So keep it up and uh, you'll feel our show full of awesome segments like this. Uh, Steph put out a poll for, for this week uh, for, for team or set collectors. Do you consider the short print or the super short prints of today as more of an insert, a parallel, or part of the set? We had 86 votes, and there were four options. Insert, parallel, set, or other. Uh, other came in at 7%. Set came in at 24%. Parallel came in at 26%. And the winner was insert at 33%. So, guys, uh, let's say you 36. are 36%. Sorry. I got that wrong. Oh, God. Parallel won at 36%. I can do it. I'm a smart guy. We said not to screw this up pre-show. Yeah, well, you know, I oh, sent the notes. You should have double-checked. So Parallel did win. What do you think it is? 3%. So the reason I threw this out there, um, I I'm running low on Twins Together for the Topps base set. And I'd argue that the short prints that Tops has put out since like 08, 09, 10-ish, somewhere in there. I mean, 07, if you want to count the uh, Mantle, Bush, Jeter. But not every, not everyone's just a Yankees fan or Yan Jeter collector. So I thought, well, that would be a natural extension. You know, I have update and I have base, but... The short prints wouldn't make a odd uh, bookshelf mate. So I asked, you know, do you guys think of it as more of an insert that you can ignore if after you get your two or three? Is it more of a parallel, which is kind of what it is, but it's really not, even though they share the same number? Or is it actually part of the set? Um, and I'd argue, as the poll shows there, that it's part of an insert. Because even though they share the number, it's not really they're, they're numbered. Uh, they're not numbered sequentially into the set. Okay. But I wanted to know what everyone else thought. So there's the poll. I guess my line of thinking, I would consider it a parallel, um, just because I think of an insert as a subset, essentially. Um, you know, uh, an insert set, whereas an SP or an SSP is is more similar to a parallel. Um, you know, I, I do understand it's it's up for interpretation for I think each individual collector. Um, but I think in my collection, I would probably categorize it more as a parallel. What do you think, Mike? I think as long as you're not talking like heritage short prints, uh, those I view as part of the set, obviously. Sure. Um, or at least obvious to me. Um, if you're talking more the the flagship SPs, yeah, I view that more as um, a parallel as well. Um, inserts I kind of see as their own set, you know, like you said, a subset, kind of their own deal. Um, but I kind of view them as a as a parallel. So I think for me, I have less interest in those um, SPs, just like I have very little interest in parallels and rainbows and that type of thing. Um, I'll put together an insert set uh, along with the, the main set, but 
I don't ever go after parallels um, and rarely um, any of the SPs. So would you say that they're kind of like the like 89 tops future stars in uh, half parallel? The subset of the set? Yeah. I mean, I don't know because they, they don't have their own number. You know, I, I, I'd say somewhere somewhere in that parallel or other. Somewhere in between. You know, like, it, to, to me, they're like, it, it's like having a, uh, so, if, you know, you have card six, right? And it's Javi Baez and then there's a card six, but it's Sean Dunstan, right? Then, mm. and they're in the Cubs uniforms. To me, it's a parallel of the Baez card, and you can consider it part of the team extended team set if you want. And you know, lately with 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 tops, the flagship stuff. When either the Giants or Royals have had a short print, I've tried to pick those up. Now, they're not so much the super short print because it's just a manufactured item and it, it kind of drives up the price and to me it's not as it just seems forced but the short prints are neat because sometimes it's a veteran parallel or a you know star parallel to something else or a photo variation of the same guy so then you know you can you can include it into that set if you choose so but it's a, definitely a parallel similar to you know like if it was a gold or as a camo or one of those things where it shares the number uh, but the player or subject might be slightly different you have short prints like like Mike had mentioned on like say a heritage checklist most of them that are continuations of the base set so those are part of the base set so if we're just talking about short prints and super short prints as in numeric parallels that's what they are they're photo variations so just by definition they're parallels to the actual set so if we're looking at flagship with all of their their money grabs as Mark Coyle says he considers them an insert um yeah, then, then they're probably a parallel. So they're, depending on which specific set we're talking about, I suppose they could be listed as anything. But as, as Bo had said, they're, you know, an insert is actually its own set. It's a, you know, a set within a set. Um, so it's a subset. Therefore, an SP by definition cannot be part of that. But you can include it, right, if you wanted to. Well, semantics at the end of the day. Yeah. And call it's it whatever like, you want to call it. Because if you're going to ask, Bo, if you're going to not a rookie call. Well, yeah, if you're asking Bo, all right. So, so how? So the Sean Dustin photo variation short print, it, it you know off of you know a Chris Bryant, he's going to say they're both Cubs cards. I I don't care what they are. Just give them to me. I want what them about, both. Right. You know, <laughs> the ill posed like, Chris Bryant from a few years back. One of the best cards of this century. <laughs> very, very good Photoshop uh, material. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Mar Mark also mentioned short prints were because of sheet layout in sixth and seventh series. Inserts were in base sets. So, sure. Uh, again, I guess a lot of it goes back to the, the set. Are we talking heritage where short prints are numbers 401 through 500? Or are we talking flagship where there's short print and super I short think, print photo variation? More, more flagship based. So, that, that was the intent. It's it's not like Ginter where there's like a 30-card break and then a short print heritage style. Can anybody explain that? <laughs> like, well, okay, you know what to I ask at the National. To figure out what happened. Now, where the wood minis went from 18 or why there's a missing 50 cards, I don't know what question I would ask. But if I could only choose one, it'd be really hard. It's like picking a favorite you know, child or something. Oh, that's easy. That's why you tell everyone around you and get somebody else to ask the question for you. There we go. 
we all have a favorite kid, whether we want to admit it or not. My mom's, my mom is actually, uh, it's a son of one of her friends. That's her favorite kid. So the redheaded stepchild. Um, so the big reason we have these two gentlemen on tonight, there's two reasons. Well, actually three, three, one is because I really like both of them. And, uh, they, you know, Mike's but not been Angela. On, he only I, likes those two. No, no, I'm talking about, I'm, no, 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 because I'm talking about I'm the gentleman. I said gentlemen, the two gentlemen we have on the show. We're going to get to Angela here in a second. Trust me. <laughs> um, is that Mike? Mike's been on here before. He's been an awesome co-host with us before. He's hopped in late, last minute. He's been enjoying us, and we spotlighted Bo, and 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 that was that was one of our one of our more popular uh, collector spotlights we've had. Yep. And we have we there's they've had some interesting conversations around a topic and we we brought them on for that reason plus we're going to talk about chicago the national coming up and and angela last year we used her she's an expert and that's why we have her on so it's like our avengers uh, end game here tonight and uh why did you call her martha sorry what so and then now steph doesn't have to yell hey angela really loud into the microphone <laughs> scare everyone so uh-huh. honestly the reason- i'm here the reason we had the guys on today, Tim's like, you know, I, I just want to have a really medi- really mediocre show this week. And I said, hey, see if Mike and Bo are available. <laughs> so mean. He wants to demo. Just his old man got off my lawn. So shipping PWE. So if you don't know what PWE is, and, I, you know, I sell on Twitter. I saw on eBay, and I've had somebody go, what's PWE? And it's like plain white envelope and even spelled out in the notes down there. But I understand if you can't read. So plain white envelope. And, and what it is, is 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 shipping a card in a regular envelope um, and being able to, to ship cards and, and expensive cards are at a better price than sending out a 50 cent card and a 350 or $4 bubble mailer uh, <laughs> to somebody that's looking to buy it. So you guys tell me a little bit. I know that uh, you guys have had articles and videos done on the best ways to do it. So, Mike, why don't you give me my pitch of like what? You know why PWE, what it does, positives, negatives, and and what you what the what some do's or don'ts are for you when you're doing PWE. Yeah, for, for me, you know, as a lower end collector, I know when I was buying before I was even selling, um, there were twenty five cent cards, fifty cent cards, one dollar cards that I was interested in getting and adding to my collection, um, but I was put off when my only options. Um, that I was seeing was to add on an additional $3 or additional $4 for shipping. And and that's not something that I was really interested in until I um, started discovering, um, you know, people offering, you know, PWE shipping. Uh, when I started selling on sport lots and even on eBay, again, I was, because I collect lower end cards, I was selling um, lower end cards and so I wanted to offer that same service. And so I decided, you know, I think you can do this safely in a way that somebody's going to get their card and they're going to get it in good shape. Um, but I only have to, to charge a, a low amount or now I even offer free shipping. And so it allows me um, to sell a card on um, sport lots and charge real cheap shipping. And on eBay, I offer free shipping and I can sell a card for 99 cents um, with free shipping. And because I'm sending it PWE, um, I'm still clearing 25 cents on that. And so, um, you know, I'm buying some of these cards and collections for a half a cent or less per and clearing 25 cents on it. You know, that's a, it's a pretty decent return. Um, and so it's, it's been a great avenue to open up 
um, hundreds, um, if not thousands of additional um, sales and transactions because um, so almost solely because I'm able to offer PWE. Um, and so that, that's kind of the reason why I think some of the, the, the blowback people get is when they send PWE but charge um, bubble mailer prices for that, which I think is, is not a good way to do it. Um, and so in all of my listings, it's clear that that um, item is going to come PWE. Um, and then as long as you, you take some care with, you know, a, a top loader or card saver, um, you know, so tape, right? packing material, you know, it, it, you can easily send, I send anywhere from one to 10 cards um, PWE. And, and I've had in the, th the thousands of shipments that I've had, I think I've had less than 10 where somebody contacted me and said that it arrived damaged or um, never made it. And so um, some of those fears that people throw out there, are a lot, there's a lot of overblown um, hyperbole that goes into that. So Bo, yeah. with, like go ahead about your PW pitch. Yeah, with uh, Mike mentioned sport lots and I was very hesitant in initially selling on eBay with plain white envelopes. Um, but really what kind of calmed those fears was selling on sport lots. And, and so many transactions on sport lots were economy shipping in a plain white envelope. So I began to, to dabble on eBay and, and every once in a while you will get somebody who claims they didn't receive the shipment, whether um, that's true or not remains to be seen but i felt that um there was enough um you know experimentation through sport lots and, and through my initial ebay transactions that i think i could have made a go of it so i i started out you know listing some auctions doing pwe shipments had some some decent success rates um opened a store expanded to the to the uh, medium to the the middle size store um, on eBay, and you know, out of uh, a thousand shipments, a few have been either claimed that they they didn't receive, and and they're all under ten dollars. You know, I'm not I'm not sending out twenty dollar cards in a plain white envelope. I'm not charging three dollars shipping. I'm charging a dollar or free shipping on low end cards. Um, and, and like I said, it's, it's less than 1% on all of my transactions on eBay. Um, I have a, a stack of, of plain white em envelopes that, uh, that'll be shipped out um, tomorrow um, just from the last couple of days. So I'm, I'm setting out several a day and, uh, you know, I, I, I do a piece of cardboard. This is um, a piece of uh, priority mailbox that some Cubs cards were sent in. I use this as a sandwich with uh, a penny sleeve and a top loader. And, uh, you know, and, and that's good enough. It's under one ounce and it gets through the, the postal service. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with these guys. I mean, I've been, been selling pretty heavily since April. Uh, I was just looking and I'm well over a thousand sales and I would say a good 70% of them have been PWE. And, you know, I have so many free top loaders from other purchases i've made uh throughout you know whatever and i just had a box of them and i know one time been through a whole drawer of them away 
because uh, I had so many stacked up here, I didn't even take them. But I use those, and I, I you know, I, I use some kind of a packing material, rather it's a, you know, uh, another piece of paper, and I and it gives you a good opportunity too to slide a, a note and a card in there and, and send it off and offer you know anything. What I always tell customers on my store is uh, anything over three dollars shipping isn't a bubble mail or anything less than that is going to be PWE and. And everybody's been good. I've had one instance where something wasn't delivered and, you know, Hey, took, took the hit, but it's a couple of bucks and it's the cost really of doing business. And I've had any customers come back and complain and, and say that you see, I, I've seen more sales of single and lower end cards go off this way. And I think some collectors, I mean, there's some, some schmucks out there and that we've talked about before on Twitter that said, you send a PW, I'm going to claim that it never came. I'm going to get a free card and your, your SOL. You know, so well, there's no tracking. Yeah, there's no tracking. Said, that's what happens. But, but then if it's a high-end card that you're afraid about, then send it with the tracking and send it with all that stuff, signature, whatever you'd like to do. And I also do that. But on a, on a base card or an insert card that the customer paid a dollar for, like so spending $4, like no one wants to do that. It does not feel good to spend $4 on a, you know, a, an insert card to complete a set, right? And you can spend a dollar seventy-five and get the card. You know, hey, that's not a bad deal. Well, I'll take it. Go ahead and do that. So, it's just it was a very interesting topic, and I know that Bo has his sign back there that says uh, it was a hashtag PW, Team PWE. He had he was making some shirts, and uh, so I, I love it. I love his little advertising back there. It's, it's like Woody on uh, when I used to watch uh, Pardon the Inter not Pardon the Interruption, but Around the Horn. Yeah, that's where I that's where I stole the idea. Yeah. So he always had some sign up behind him, and I loved it. It was just a really good topic, and I think all of us here buy and, and sold on Twitter, and it's just a very interesting um, conversation to have. And, it, hey, if you don't like it, you don't have to participate, right? Yeah, exactly. If you don't, you know, if, it, if it's not for you, that's fine. If that's not something you're comfortable with as a seller, that's fine. I always say, um, you know, great, because that's just that, that many more sales that I'm going to get because I am willing to do it. Um, and with the low dollar cards that we're talking about, if I have to eat a card or two um, to, to get hundreds or thousands of dollars in additional sales, I'm, I'm happy to, to eat that $2 card. Um, it is a hot topic. I mean, it's, it, it is to this day, I, I wrote my article um, at the beginning of 2018. And to this day, it's the, the most popular um, article on, on my blog. It has the biggest um, Google's. Google search results and uh, of any of the the articles that I've written, so it's a it's a pretty popular one. Yeah, and yeah. Who, who knew envelopes and blue tape would bring up so many hot hobby top <laughs> conversation so in the last two? You're, you're hashtag team blue tape. I'm hashtag uh, hashtag uh, team 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 bags. <laughs> Yeah, but but I'm hashtag team, both. Okay, you use both. Oh, team bags, like double protection. Yeah, team bags and PWEs don't don't work as well. I will say this. Also, I, an effective form. I've bought from Bo and and Mike uh, through. I, I know I've bought through through Sport Lots with Mike before. I bought with uh, Bo before a couple of times on accident. It was just like, hey, you have a card I want, and then I go to pay for it. I'm like, I probably could have just hit him up and bought from him <laughs> directly. But both guys are really good at at shipping PWE and have a lot of knowledge. And in, in about the card's latest uh, article on pricing, uh, both guys were were given references to hit up if anybody were to have questions, because both both of you guys are good resources uh, for PWE. If if you're buying that way, if you're selling that way, 
obviously both of you guys are really good to to hit up and ask before you buy or sell. Just don't use scotch tape, please. For the love of God. So worse than scotch tape, and you know, I would almost I would almost would have preferred PWE for what I paid in the mail. And I mentioned this I think last show. I got a package like this that, while it was in a USPS not bubble mailer mailer, with a box surrounding it, um. I would have almost preferred PWE cards. <laughs> it was a sandwich baggie, and not the eighty-seven men- tops Tiffany for a team <laughs> practically near near complete team set. Not to mention that is the sticky part of a of a post-it yeah, note and, and, on and the card. Not even the regular half of the post-it <laughs> note. So, uh, w- w- what I was getting to was that, you know, if you're gonna buy from PWE. Um, you, you kind of know a what you're buying and the seller knows a what they're paying that you kind of get what you pay for but if you're gonna pay six seven dollars you probably shouldn't get it chipped like this um you, it's an easier way and cheaper if, way to get yeah, stuff if, mailed if to selling, you yeah if you're selling stuff on eBay or anywhere and you're, you're selling more than a, a card here or there you know spend it you know spend two bucks buy some team bags and Go spend a couple of bucks and get some blue tape, right? Yeah, uh, if you want to do that, thing. or if you're yeah. really spending, you get the green tape. Yeah, the frog tape, whatever, and, and and do that kind of stuff. It just it's one of those things. Like there was somebody also that showed today uh, that they bought a, a one of one Bo Jackson like triple relic card that was shipped in a uh, USPS envelope, but the card was just was just thrown in there with nothing around it. So or this that was mailed in a PWE. So, um, and anyway, no yeah. top loader, man. <laughs> so that's, that's a penny sleeve. <laughs> penny sleeve and some tape. Uh, real quick, I saw that uh, that Chris Torres hopped in. If Chris, if you're here, we had a quick question. We saw that you uh, were opening some Alan and Ginter, and if you can let us know, you pulled a rip card of, of, of each row, and we want to know if you're going to keep the card or not. So that was a hot topic earlier in the show. And a trout. That's pretty sweet. Yes, I'm having some fun up there. So. Outstanding. We're going to get into some real big talk here. Another reason we, we have the fellas on and uh, our super special guest, our super short print guest, Angela. Yeah. Angela! Uh, which, yeah. That goes up with Hey Adrian, right? With uh, Rocky. Uh, not a chance, huh? You're not, you not a chance. You can't yell at me while I'm seriously saying that six inches from him. <laughs> if I weren't saving for a major show, I, I would hit you up on that. Jose Barrios, because that's sweet. It's gorgeous. Where'd it go? Boop, boop. Steph's clicking away here. Uh, Oh, that's a pretty nice. uh, It's mm. a beautiful patch. I like the circle booklets. He says he might rip it, but not keep it. (laughs) Yeah. Interesting. So we're going to talk about the 40th National coming up in Chicago. It's uh, two weeks from today. It starts July 31st. It goes runs through Sunday, August 4th at the Donald E. East uh, Stevens Convention Center in Rosemont, right outside of Chicago there. Um, we're not going to be having a sh- traditional show on Wednesday the 31st as um, Steph and I will be traveling to the show. Um, just to give you a heads up, the, the, the hours for the show are going to be Wednesday. Uh, the preview show is uh, from 4 to 8 p.m. Thursday, the doors open at 11 and go till 6. 
The same with Friday, Saturday, and then Sunday, uh, short an hour, 10 to 5. All this information is available at the Nationals website. Uh, tickets. Uh, tickets. So general admission tickets are $19 online if you pre-order, $22 at the door. It's a one-day entry fee any day of the event. There's also a couple of VIP packages. So uh, you have the, the VIP package. Uh, if you buy online, it's $139. If you buy at the door, it's $149. It includes all five days, including Wednesday's night sneak peek. An exclusive VIP gift package, 12 select free VIP autographs, 30-minute early entry each day, and the use of the VIP lounge and additional benefits. Then they have the super VIP package that's going to run you $199 online or $209 at the door. That's uh, the VIP package plus free parking pass, double VIP gift package, uh, autograph tickets to all 18 free VIP signers. Uh, and those two VIP packages tend to sell out. Um, so if you're looking to get those and you haven't, I would pick them up hop on them. Um, yes. And uh, Ben, um, Ben left the show. He's got an early appointment tomorrow morning, so he's got to get up bright and early. And uh, he's old as he's going to be turning 40 tomorrow, so... Uh, he needs his rest. Uh, all kids under 12 are free, which is awesome. Love that. Love that. Get those young Very nice touch. in there. So the Wednesday sneak peek is a preview of the show, like I said, Wednesday from 4 to 8. Um, you can use a one-day general mission ticket um, or the VIP tickets to get in. All exhibitor booths will be open and ready to do business. And the National provides several sneak peek auto free autograph guests to, certain, uh, to all attendees on Wednesday. I think one of them is Bill Cartwright. Sacramento's great. So I'm excited. Uh, there is a VIP party at the National on Wednesday the 31st at 2 p.m. A special event featuring two of the biggest names to hit the sports collectible hobby will be held just prior to the VIP party at the National. Gary Vanderchuk of Vanderchuk Media has a huge social media presence. And, you know, he's deeply involved in sports memorabilia. He's be, he'll be manning a dealer booth as well. Uh, Josh Luber, the co-founder of StockX, an online marketplace, um, initially collectibles of sneakers. He's going to be there as well. And Josh and Gary will have a uh, appearance there together to discuss the hobby. So I think that Chris Torres is going to that. And we've asked him to be our special reporter to gather some information and share that with all of you uh, as well. Um some awesome autograph signers. There's over 90, but here's just a few. So, so baseball, there's a guy named Rod Carew, Robin Yount, Pete Rose, Ricky Henderson. Football, you're going to have Jerry Rice, Deion Sanders, Barry Sanders, Marshall Falk. Dr. J is going to be there. Allen Iverson, Leitner, uh, Phil Esposito, Bobby and Brett Hull, Jim Craig, as we talked about him earlier. Entertainment, here's where I'm excited. you got Shatner. Shatner's cool. Hulk Hogan. But Patrick Renna. Ham from Sandlot. You're killing me, Smalls. He's going to be there. So, guys, you two are going, right? We are. I'll be there. Yep, I'll be there Thursday through Saturday. Outstanding. And, Bo, what days are you going to be there? Uh, Thursday through Sunday. And, Steph, you guys, you and Ange? We will be there probably Tuesday night through Sunday. And I will be in town Wednesday through late, late Saturday, and I'll be signing autographs. Those will be free. Nobody but I seriously to. want to know who's going to be there. I'm making a sign. So everybody I run into signs this piece of paper I'm coming up with and I'm designing. It's super dorky. But I want to hang it up here on my back wall of all of the, all of the collectors, the listeners, mm -hmm. the people I've met over the years. 
I want I want an autograph. That that that's not nearly as dorky as us having people sign the white dummy cards. No, seriously, I. We do that I, every we year. We do that every year. Yeah, I have white dummy cards. I have index cards. I'm bringing. I, I have a little. I'm making a sign because I want to, because like I like I've known Steph what like eight years now, and we've never <laughs> met. You know, we've done a show together for over a year. Hey, it's you not know? my fault you don't want to come to the sports mecca of Dallas. Yeah, I mean, I'm gonna meet. I've already talked to Mojo Break. I'm uh, I'm gonna be on a on the hype with them. I think, and they they're Why is it just you. Well, they asked me today. You can come with me. I told them you're gonna be there. Of course. <laughs> But they're three hours from me. I've driven by their store, like, on the freeway and just not stopped because I was doing other things with family. I have to go to Chicago to meet these guys. I'm super How dare excited. you do other things? You're not allowed to do other things. I know. If I didn't have the family, I could do so many fun things. <laughs> oh, uh. Real quick, my wedding, I don't know if you guys saw, my wedding ring fell and broke this week. I, I like that Ivan tweeted, uh, sorry, Topher tweeted a giveaway for a wooden ring. Yeah, it's split in two. And I took it back to the, the store we bought it, and the guy's like, dude, I've never seen that. And so we're going to get a new one, but um, I'm still trying to figure out what I want. So in the meantime, I ordered, my wife ordered me a silicone ring on, on Amazon for like six bucks. So, so how many couches have you been sleeping on? None. She was really happy the ring broke. She never liked it. <laughs> so, guys, hey, real quick. Hey, so. Hey. I want to. I want to get to the national. I'm so excited. I've never been. Now, Mike, have you been? Yeah, I uh, went for the. My first time was actually two years ago when it was in Chicago, and I had never been before. And one of the fellow collectors that I know from down here uh, was like, "Hey, it's in our backyard. You've got to get up there at least for a day." And so I went up just on Saturday um, and spent the full day. Um, it was a bit overwhelming to, to try to see in one day, um, but um, it was a blast. It, it was a it was an amazing experience walking in for the first time and seeing seeing everything. And um, I, I did get a chance to to see the the whole floor. Um, didn't get to look thoroughly and as at as many uh, dealer booths as I would have liked, but um, still got a chance to get a feel for it, find some good deals. Um, you know, and do some of that kind of stuff. So yeah, it, it was a lot of fun. I would definitely recommend if you have the opportunity to go for multiple days um, to do that, um, because I think you won't feel quite as rushed to get through everything. Um, but if you've only got one day, it's still worth going to check out. And that's kind of answering a question in chat, whether you can actually truly enjoy the show in one day. Yeah, it'd be, it sounds like it'd be a little tough, but Take the opportunity if you can go for for that reason to be able to say, hey, I went and, and got some something out of it because you're going to be able to experience something. Bo, have you been before? No, this will be this will be my first. So um, I'm meeting up with a, a friend of mine who he travels to every national. Um, so he's been to uh, maybe the last ten shows um, oh. at least, and uh, he goes to Atlantic City, Cleveland. And in Chicago, he's from Illinois, so it's it's not too bad for him. So he suggested the same thing. Um, you know, he said take as much time off as you can um, because one or two days is is going to be uh, is going to be pretty tight. So I'm taking uh, a half day Thursday and then all day Friday. So I'm going to head down Thursday afternoon and um, and be there for the whole weekend and plus Friday and Thursday nights. So. Um, looking forward to it. I went to the Chicago Sports Spectacular um, in November, um, 
and I went with my my same friend Dave that that goes to all the nationals, and he said that you know, and that was a huge show, and we were there all day, and I probably only got to half the booths, and he said the national is ten times what this show is, um, so I'm I'm really excited to uh, to not just see all of the dealers and everything that goes on with the national, but um, to meet you guys as well. And, and to meet, you know, I, there's so many people that, that we follow on Twitter that um, I've never had the chance to meet. So um, just to meet up with fellow collectors, but I know it's, it's going to be pretty intense um, as far as how many um, tables there are. And it's going to be tough to um, interact with, with people throughout the, the weekend. So I'm just going to try to take this first time to, to soak everything in and, and try to meet people and try to hit the tables at the same time. Yeah. I think the socializing aspect is the part that I'm the most excited about this time, even more so than, than seeing the cards and seeing the dealers and doing shopping. It's when I went two years ago, I hadn't started the website. I hadn't really had any of the, you know, anything like that. And so just the people that like you guys that I've started to meet and interact with, that's what I'm most excited about this time is getting a chance to, to be face to face with a, with a bunch of the people that I interact with online all the time. Yeah. That, that's the big thing for me. And uh, to go out and see that and kind of experience and, and, and meet those people and, you know, um, I we you know I know Steph and, and Ange have been to a few too, so we're gonna kind of go through some do's and don'ts. We did this last year. Yeah, uh, that's what to do and kind of what to expect. I've had so many people reach out and say, "Hey, you know, you want to do this, you want to do that." So I want to get into that uh, tonight. So, so guys, how many nationals have the two of you been to? So she's actually got one up on me, Ooh. but only only yeah. because at the time she was living in Cleveland and there was a show in Cleveland that year. He, he literally told me like two weeks before saying, oh, yeah, the, the biggest show of the year is in your backyard. I'm like, oh, really? Go check it out. I guess I'm going to go buy tickets. <laughs> and, you know, it's kind of like the uh, Smithsonian where, you know, you could spend 10 hours going through there, but you don't experience everything. Um. It's as far as uh, what to do, um, comfortable shoes, first and foremost. Uh, the tops may have the greatest carpet ever, but shoes go a, a long way. A comfortable bag of some sort. Well, I've seen multiple different ways of doing this, whether it be a duffel bag, as some people like, but that's only one shoulder, or a giveaway, a comfortable backpack, or even like a tote bag, just be prepared to carry your stuff all day. One of those like corded bags that like eBay has on site or tops can give away for doing certain things on site or. But we all know that those suck after about two hours. So bring your own. It, you'll, I, your back I, will thank you. I picked up an Amazon basics backpack for like 15 bucks. It's super comfy with tons of pockets. Yes. There you go. Yeah. There you go. Um, phone battery. Make sure you have an extra uh, one of those little charge packs or know yeah. someone who does because uh, while the, there may be a few electrical outlets by the food court or whatnot, you're going to A, be overpaying for the food court <laughs> and B, uh, everyone and their mother is going to try to get to that spot, um, wh which brings me to also something that everyone will be trying to get to the ATM. Uh, bring cash. What about debit and credit? So if you, you recommend to have just cash on you instead? 
either yes. cash. Some vendors will take PayPal. Some vendors will take this, that, the other, similar to PayPal. If you're buying but, boxes, you're not, they're going to take credit card. Um, and as a general rule of thumb, like you're going to go blow out. You're going to go to Atlanta. You're going to go to any of those places. Those places all take credit years, card. Right. But if you're going to pay for vintage, be prepared with cash. Yeah. Most of those old guys do not take PayPal. They don't even know what a credit card is. They only know what cash is. So bring cash. And and the ATMs will be out at the end of every day. And they don't get refilled on Saturday night. So there'll be no cash on Sunday. And also, too, I heard Sunday um, not maybe the, the best day because it, people tend to close up pretty quick and early that day. <laughs> right. There's a huge party that happens on Saturday night, and a lot of the vendors end up at it. And so they're all hung over the next day. So well, no one shows up until like 11 a.m. And then they're between, packing. Between the tops Q&A, the Net 54 dinner, the PSA dinner, the Panini. It's uh, the Panini VIP, VIP party, party that kills party. it. Everybody has different events that they can, if you can get into, um, have different events that post dinner and free drinks and this that and the other that um sunday in particular you know the show is practically done by one or two i mean the, most of the vendors will try to stay open until four because that's what they're obligated to do but you know it's for the most part everyone's packing up but it's also the best day to get deals because want- everyone doesn't want to mail home all those extra boxes so if you're buying cases, buy them Sunday. If they're not in rarely supply, buy your boxes on Sunday. Or stop by like the Ultra Pro booth where the vendor might say, hey, we're giving away promo stuff. Hey, instead of one that they might have given you on Wednesday, Thursday or Friday, hey, here's two or three of this, that, or the other. Nice. So what, what do you say like some of the best things about like you have, like if you had to name like, three things you have to see or go do while you're at the national, what would those be? Our personal favorite um, is running into everybody. Now, I mean, mind you, this year's a little different because we're going to have like eight people in an apartment and you guys are invited. If you want to come stop by to see if we can't get thrown out, <laughs> but uh, I was told throwing out is not allowed, but uh, we'll see this. will we're going to have fun. That's for sure. Um, but the, it's all about talking to the people. Um, Either just... running in. I mean, it's your one chance to talk to Suze from Tops or Tracy from Panini or, you know, Chris Carlin from Upper Deck. Or, or Big Chef from About the Cards. Brian from Leaf or, you know, the three of us. Or Brian. I have several dealers that live across the country that I literally only see them at the show and they email me beforehand. Like, what do you want to see so I can have it for you? <laughs> um, oh. Also, real quick, uh, Richard sent me some some DMs, and he said, "Wear comfortable shoes. Bring two or three is, times as much as you plan on bringing if you can afford to do so. Uh, if you see something rare and you need it, and it's priced right, buy it immediately. If it's, uh, he said, if it's an Alex Gordon jersey card, and it can you can wait, uh, you know, do that. Um, he said, if you're going to be there for a few days, take advantage and buy one of the passes." He said there are uh, a ton of great articles uh, on prepping for the first national. So, um, but he said, you know, those are some of the easy things. And also, too, um, water. If you can sneak a water in, I heard. Oh, that, that's why you get a good backpack. Yes. Um, 
Well, I, it's, it's one of those things that you don't want to have buyer's remorse, but if it's something common or, you know, just a plain Jane relic uh, or auto, uh, you know, the, the, you can kind of shop around on those. Yeah. Like a, a couple of years back, and I'm still kicking myself for not picking up, there was a Sports Illustrated, it's a fairly uh, popular one with Ted Williams and Rod Carew. Someone had them both signed for like $200. I would kill to actually pick it up now, but I'm sure it's sold. Uh, yeah. I, it's one of those, uh, you know, dual auto. Hey, speaking of. So, uh, so Chris, uh, Chris Torres asked if I'm bringing security. I am the security. Yeah, he's, he's going to be wearing enough Axe body spray to, to repel everyone. <laughs> so, yes, everyone, so, please shower. So, Mike, what, yeah, please. Deodorant. <laughs> Uh, Mike, what are you looking for to for this? So it's going to be your second trip. You're an, you're an old pro at this now. What's the what are what's on your want or your to do list when you hit up the National Edition in Chicago? Uh, I really want to get at into the tops Q and A session, and so I'm going to be to make it an effort to get into the come talk to us session. Um, you know, meeting people. Is, I, my plan is on Thursday and Friday to do more socializing, interacting. Um, meeting people, um, having some conversations. I'm going to try to, um, you know, the the owner of ComC, uh, Tim is going to be there. I'm going to be trying to super to, nice guy, really one. tall though. Now, and, and too, they, they have an email uh, time with Tim. Yep. Which I wanted to steal, but you know, second chef maybe we actually. could do that. Um, it, no, yes, we're going to try to we're trying to sneak in there too to do an interview for the show. Well, because he, he, they posted a blog post saying, hey, uh, if you want to have a 20, 30-minute session to talk with our owner, send us an email at such and such address and uh, go to it. And, you know, I just happened to exit out from my work window, and I pulled up TweetDeck, and I saw it. I'm like, ah, retweet, bloop. And the uh, social media guy uh, sent me, uh, replied, and goes, um, are, uh, we need to get a timestamp on that because I think you retweeted it before we hit send. <laughs> like, okay, guys, I get it. I get it. I'm going back to work. <laughs> but uh, they're, they're trying to organize it so that they can get the name out there and the ownership. And, uh, you know, if they want to have Tim, I, I, I've had lunch with him. Super nice guy. Um, very personable. Super knowledgeable about basketball. Um, if they want to have him available and uh to put him out there as like the sue's entity the tracy entity the this person that person hey great um hey i mean let's have him on the show let's send him an email uh let's get rich to send him something so that they actually get back to us on whether we can time slot in a schedule but uh i'd love to talk to him again so what else are you looking forward to mike uh, so those two things, and then um, I'm also hoping to uh, do some box diving there on on Saturday. When I was there last time on Saturday, a lot of the people with dollar boxes had them marked down to, to 50 cents or a quarter on Saturday afternoon. Um, people with dime boxes were kind of fill up an 800 count for something real cheap. Um, sure. And with, with the volume of stuff that I'm selling through on Sport Lots, I'm hoping to um, pick up uh, some volume of 
inserts and some of the other base and things like that that I'll be able to sell on sport lots. I'm going to be looking for a few key um, pieces like a 74 top set is the last set from the 70s that I need. And so I think I'm going to try to pick it up in one big chunk, um, maybe pick up some uh, racing cards that I've been having a hard time tracking down um, on ComC and eBay. Um, so I'm going to be kind of keeping an eye out for stuff as well. Definitely obtainable. Yeah. But what are you looking to, to accomplish? Is there, do you have anything in particular? Uh, the only things that I'm, I'm really seeking out are um, the dollar boxes. Um, I had a great time at the, the spectacular November digging through dollar autograph boxes. I pulled like 60 Cubs autographs and then, you know, four or five, um, you know, uh, recent Bowman autos that, you know, for a buck I'll speculate and, and hopefully these guys get hot and I can, you know, flip them for, you know, a, a small profit. Um, and then I'd like to meet Gary V. Um, just get a selfie with him, have a few seconds. You know, I, he's a pretty abrasive personality in, in, in our hobby. Um, there's a lot of people that love him. Controversial. Perfect. Uh, yeah. Um, there's a lot of people that love him. A lot of people that hate him. Um, I think he's, he's great for the hobby. I followed him since, before he jumped back into uh, to collecting, um, and you know he's a, a great mind that um, has a, a large, a huge following on social media. That uh, you know is you know in, in my mind, in my opinion, is is great for the hobby. And and you know I'd like to at least get get a selfie, shake his hand, and uh, other than that. Um, just meet some people from, from social media that I haven't met in person before and, and just kind of soak it all in. It is my first time. So I'm not going in with, you know, super high expectations with a long want list because, um, I, I do just want to enjoy the experience. Yeah. So you're so, not looking necessarily to add a hundred thousand cards just by <laughs> No, I, I, I have been wheeling and dealing with, um, a few people that hopefully I will do some, some more large in-person trades. Um, you know, um, my goal is, is 30,000 Cubs cards, um, based on trades that, that could come to fruition. Um, but, uh, I'm not, I'm not sure if, if that will, you know, go through or not, but, uh, uh, I did do one deal in November in Chicago for for thirty thousand, so that's kind of the the number that I'm you know aiming for. And if I don't reach it, I'll still have a good time. Well, yeah. and, and if it'll help you, if it'll help you get there, I've got a couple hundred that are headed your way. Hey, everyone counts. I'm all I'm all tapped out by. I, I I'm hitting everything. I haven't got any more free deliveries yet. So uh, <laughs> my big thing is is what I'm looking for is a is a Joe Panning tops living. There are three Brett cards, tops issue Brett cards, and a PSA nine that I don't have uh, that I'm looking for. Um, I'm hoping to track down actually four, sorry four, and um, an Alex Gordon 06 tops rookie in some version. You nice. know, uh, Wextopia has one of those, right? I know he does. <laughs> I um, but the, maybe, what, maybe, what I can say is from, from what I hear from everybody is have a plan, have a checklist uh, of what you're looking to go after. 
Um, bring cash, sensible shoes, deodorant, and a nice backpack. That yeah. sounds like a pretty decent list. Yeah. yeah. So if you guys are there, we're going to have a show next week, and we're going to talk about this again. But uh, I wanted these guys to come on and give you guys a, a two-week heads up. Um, so you can you can study up. If you have questions, reach out to us. We're more than willing to, to help and answer those or find an answer for you. Um, as we get there, like I said, we're not going to have a traditional show in two weeks. Uh, just because we're going to be out there and we're going to be providing lots of content. I'm, I got a GoPro. Uh, I'm going to have my phone. Um, we're going to have, we're going to tr- meet up and do interviews and, uh, you know, little guest spots or whatever. So if you want to be, you want to be part of it, come find us. Uh, He'll essentially be attached at the hip. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> one day I'll be wearing a shirt with uh, our logo on it, which these turned out pretty nice. So we actually might start putting these in production. Uh, I also have two other special shirts that I'm going to wear that I've made, but I'm going to keep those secret. You'll definitely be able to see and find me at the show. Is one of them the not safe for work recommendation I sent you? No. They're all safe for work. So I'll be there and come see me. Come say hi. You know, I know know Steph's uh, Steph's shy, but he'll say hi as well. Um, But I'm very excited. Like, I I can't wait. Just everything worked out with work and my home life and everything was perfect. And when my wife said, do it, go, here's a plane ticket, go. I, I couldn't say no. So when the wife says yes, then you <laughs> take advantage of it. Right. So crazy. Uh, you guys have anything else, anything else you want to cover tonight before we almost hit the two hour mark. I know it's been a long show, but uh, it's a good show. Lots of information, uh, big, big releases, uh, some good topics, but uh, you guys have any final thoughts before we head out and end episode 57? Don't be surprised if you end up leaving the show feeling like you didn't see everything because you won't, but appreciate the show for what you do see. And, uh, you, you know, send us your topics, your, if you, if you're going to be there, definitely hit us up on uh, Twitter, Facebook, yeah. Gmail, uh, Instagram, Instagram, uh, send us messages anywhere. Yeah, our email is about the cards pod at gmail.com. Exactly. Leave a message down below. Yeah. Um, wh- where can we reach you guys? You can reach me at Twitter at the Mike Summer. I'm on Instagram at waxpackhero. Waxpackhero.com is the blog. Um, those are the main places uh, to get a hold of me. Where can we make purchases from you. What's that? Where can we buy stuff from you? If we want to hit up your sport lot store and eBay. Yeah, I sell on sport lots. Uh, Triplets is my username on sport lots. I am wax pack hero on com C and wax pack hero 42 on eBay. Nice. Bo, what about you, bud? Uh, 1 million cubs.net Twitter at 1 million cubs. And uh, also my eBay username, 1 million cubs. That's uh, all spelled out. Nice. And, of course, we'll include this down below. Oh, yeah. We'll share it all. Uh, I appreciate you guys coming and spending two hours. I know it's laid back there, and I, I appreciate you guys hanging out with us tonight. It's only midnight. Can't wait to see and, and, and say hi and, uh, you know, share some uh, – build some hobby stories together. It's it's going to be great. So, remember, we're live every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Pacific, 10 Central on YouTube. Make sure to subscribe and review our show on all platforms. Uh, you can always follow us about on Twitter at About the Cards. You can always follow Ben at Our Trading Cards. You can always follow – Follow Steph at Junk Wax Twins. You always follow me at Big Ship 79 
And you can always find, follow the wonderful Angela at another underscore castle, correct? No, it's an, oh. another double underscore castle. There you can go. also find me at, at Junk Wax Life and on Instagram at, at Junk Wax, Wax Life as well. She's the one that keeps stuff together for us. Or just her, me or everyone else. Or yes, but uh, make sure to please share your hobby stories, great polls, and send your questions our way. National talk, definitely send it our way as well. And uh, we will see you next week on another episode of About the Cards. Guys, keep collecting. We will talk to you soon. Have a great week, everyone.